This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. And hope your weekend was good. I know it was from a USF sports perspective. We'll cap it for you here with plenty of highlights from baseball and softball. We'll tell you what went on with tennis especially a women's tennis victory. There was one rather difficult loss for the men's tennis team on its home court in a third set tiebreaker to UCF, but you know what? Overall, we'll take what happened, especially a second straight winning series for baseball and a thrilling sweep for softball. So get ready to hear a lot of those highlights. Track and field hosted an event, which basically it dominated. We'll run it all down for you here on the program. We'll remind you that we've got Friday night live coverage of the spring football game, so we'll continue to prepare you for that throughout the course of the week. And when we hear more details on what to expect, we want to pass those on to you as fans. Like I said, it was busy. We did not do a show Thursday. That was intentional because we were getting ready for the first of three straight doubleheaders on the channel, and there was a lot of action. In fact, because I was so close cutting it from Thursday's softball game Thursday's baseball game I, I really didn't have time to even prepare for the players on Tulane's baseball team which I usually devote a couple hours to I just didn't have them and had some family fun to do on Friday morning so we did not do a show Friday therefore I'm going to give you a few highlights of the Thursday openers to the series and we'll start off with all three in order baseball games as the Bulls are in first place well a first place tie we'll tell you on around the American later on late Monday afternoon what went on elsewhere. East Carolina actually had the bar set at 4-2 and two because they completed a sweep of UCF so early in the week. They were done basically Friday afternoon. And so whoever won the Bulls versus Tulane Green Wave series was going to be 4-2. and two. Unless they swept, they'd be first place by themselves. But since the Bulls lost on Thursday, we were hoping they'd be able to say they were in first place tie at 4-2, and two, and they were. A couple highlights from the Thursday loss, though, and it did not start well for the Bulls. It was very strange because Ethan Boogie Brown, coming off being named the AAC Pitcher of the Week, he had never walked three in a game all year. He walked three in the first inning against Tulane, a team that, well, you'll hear a clip in one of our highlights in this segment. Pretty good at walking, so you cannot have been shocked by it, but still shocked by the fact that Boogie Brown walked three in the first inning because in his last three starts, he had walked exactly one in each game. And two of the folks he walked in that first inning came home on one swing. Men's tennis team walk up here. That ball is lined, and that is going to get down for extra bases. It's fair up against the wall, and this could be 3 nothing. Cantu gets to it in plenty of time, but Lynn is going to come around, and that is a bases-clearing double, and Tulane is ahead 3 to nothing. Brennan Lambert entered with the... 16 ribs, which is second on the team. Well, he takes the lead with his seventh double. So the walks absolutely cost Ethan Brown there. Remember, Tulane had come to town with a record of 8-21, and 21, but they had won their first series against Memphis, and they were feeling it, and they were ahead 3-0, and they would eventually go ahead 5-0 with solo homers off of Brown in the second and the third inning. So the Bulls were fighting uphill the whole game. To his full credit, Brown did not walk anybody else. He pitched into the sixth inning. He struck out eight with those three walks. And Tanner Mink came in and pitched the final two and two-thirds innings of hitless, walkless baseball, three strikeouts. So the Bulls certainly had the stage set for being able to make a comeback. 
They did get a couple of runs, but that was it. They stranded 11 in the game. Rafael Betancourt had a sacrifice fly in the fourth inning, but it felt like a lot was left on the table there because simply the bases were loaded. After the sack fly, they were reloaded when Bobby Bozer walked, but then Travis Sankovich grounded out the shortstop. And when the Bulls got their run in the fifth inning, an RBI single by Daniel Cantu. Oh, Cantu drives it to the right side for a base hit. That'll be a earned run and an earn. Another RBI for Daniel Cantu. He adds to his total at 27, and it's 5-2. to two. Crowd is fired up tonight. I love it. It was still a little bit of a letdown, even though the score was cut to 5-2 to two because of how the inning ended, a pivotal play if there ever was one. Gets a piece of it, a slow dribbler. Pitcher has nowhere to cover, and he's safe. Diving to the bag. Tulane will look at it's a close play, and I'm telling you, if it's out, which it's possible, it was bang, bang. That is an epic play by Dylan Carmouche. Because he dove face first with the glove, and honestly, I think he got him. Upon further review, he barely did get him, and so Tulane, again, despite giving up a run, and their starting pitcher, Dylan Carmouche, were able to keep the Bulls at arm's length in this game, again, despite pretty solid pitching for USF. Way too many men left on base. Carmouche actually ended his night with a strikeout of the side, including shaking off his catcher to just blow a fastball by Eric Snow and end his day. The Bulls immediately made it interesting in the bottom of the eighth inning, loading the bases. Jackson Mayo comes on to pinch hit. High chopper that could have scored a run, but third baseman gets to it in time to get the force at home. And then Nelson Rivera strikes out swinging against their hard-throwing righty, Michael Fowler. And the Bulls get two on against their closer in the bottom of the ninth, both via the walk. And they'd only walked once the whole game. There had only been one walk since the top of the first inning. And the Bulls still lose it. 11 left on base to just three for Tulane was the story of that contest. Can't move on to game two without playing one defensive gem, though. Brown, I'm going to guess, goes off speed. Nope, fastball. And, oh, what a diving play by Eric Snow. Are they going to get him? Wow! Incredible play by Eric Snow. That looked like he was headed through the left side. Flat out dives. Absolutely, Eric Snow provides the first 1-2-3 inning of the game. That was outstanding. Conference honors should be in store for Mr. Snow. I know that... Defensive plays normally don't factor in, but if they do, it's a cinch. He had seven hits this week. He drove in six and a couple home runs along with some web gems. But the Bulls losing that game. Speaking of home runs, after, well, Tulane almost did it again. They scored one off Hunter Mink in the top of the first. He walked the first man he faced. And it was one nothing before anybody was out, but he was able to minimize the damage. And that was big. For starters, the Bulls immediately took the lead. Oh, that ball is rolled. Deep to right field. I don't think the ballpark's going to hold it. I'm right. Doink off the scoreboard. Daniel Cantu almost hit the likeness of himself. He hit the tar out of that baseball, and the Bulls are ahead 2-1. to one. He has been something else for this team, and they certainly needed that quick answer back before you start to be concerned that a similar game is unfolding in the middle contest. And, man, did that not turn out to be the case as the Bulls got to Chandler Welsh. In his last game, he had gone seven shutout innings against Memphis, ended up getting a no decision as the Tigers got 
to Tulane's bullpen in the ninth inning. But in this game, he did not make it out of inning number two. Bobby Bozer starts it with the single. Drew Brutcher up the middle on 0-2. After a strikeout, a four-pitch walk to Joaquin Monquet, and then back-to-back, bases loaded HBPs had the balls up 4-1. to They would actually hit the ball a few times in the seven-run second. Here's the two big knocks. And the Welch has given up, as we mentioned, seven in one game this year, and he will hit, give up a hit up the middle. Eric Snow lines it to straightaway center. One run will score. Here comes Montez, decent throw. He's going to beat it. And that is a two-run single and a 6-1 lead. Bulls having some fun here today. 2-1 to Bozer. Lays it in, and Bozer dumps it into right field for another hit. Snow is going to come behind Daniel Cantu and make it two straight. Two RBI hits for the Bulls, and it's 8-1. to one. Great to see Bozer with his second hit of the inning, by the way, coming through. And it was great on a Friday night especially to have this game get decided early as the Bulls would win it via run rule. This is the hit by another freshman who's doing some good things that got us above that 10-run threshold. Sack fly. Remember, Betancourt is kind of a sack fly machine the way he swings that. Or lined it fair down the third baseline. How about that? Third base umpire had to boot scoot out of the way of that one. It gets booted by the left fielder, and it's going to score two runs. Forget the sack fly when you can drive in two. And Betancourt makes it 12 to 1. That was in the fifth inning, and all that you needed was maybe a little more run rule insurance. Drew Brutcher helped out with an RBI double in a game where, by the way, he was dropped to seven in the order. He's had some issues with striking out, and I think that play where he got beat by a diving pitcher face first to the bag in game one might have had something to do with that, but hey, he came through. A lot of bulls came through, obviously, after dish in this game. You had three RBI nights from Cantu, Snow, and Betancourt. And the Bulls were ahead 15-1. to And then the craziest thing happened, and we gave their head coach, Jay Ullman, proper love on the broadcast because Hunter Mink departs after six innings. There's no need to throw him out there when it's 15-1. to He had his third straight quality start. He is now 6-2. and He's got a decision in all eight of his starts. So Justin Jackson, the freshman lefty, comes in and gives up a full count home run. Okay, no big deal. They start to pinch hit for some of their guys, and they drop in a bloop double, and that's followed with another double. And, okay, you're starting to get concerned because the four-pitch walk, and all of a sudden that means that the basically game-extending runner is at the dish. And it was one of their big home run hitters until Jay Ullman, who, by the way, on their last pitcher as he was giving up two, three runs, didn't have anyone warming, clearly wanted the run rule to happen and get it to the Saturday finale. And if that wasn't obvious already, check out what happened next. It's a dangerous batter. Unless they're pinch hitting, they pinch hitting for Baumgart with Michael Lombardi, a freshman. And he swings and misses. Margette walks, and this is a pinch hitter. Unless he changed numbers on me. And it's up the middle, take two, take two. Luther on second for one, absolutely across the diamond for a double play. And you will exchange two outs for a run there every last time. It was so unusual, it didn't even occur to me that Michael Lombardi is actually their closer as well. He was 4 for 25 at the dish, where Simon Baumgart had six home runs, including one in the game on Thursday. So, bravo. 
and the Bulls win it 15-2. Obviously, it was going to be a lower-scoring affair on Saturday, and the Bulls win it. We did not have the beginning of the broadcast because, well, the softball game went overtime, and we'll get there in our second segment. But as far as Sunday's 5-3 to three win, the Bulls, and I saw it, we didn't have a broadcast of it, take the lead in the bottom of the first inning, a two-out rally on a Eric Snowfall count walk. Fellow freshman Rafael Betancourt singles the next pitch, and a 3-2 pitch Travis Sankovich dumps it into the outfield for a one nothing lead. It would stay that way going into the fourth. Solid pitching by Jack Siebert and a run to make it a 2 nothing game in the bottom of the inning from the middle of the order. And can't hold off on the slider there. And a quick first down at the top of the fourth inning. Bulls wearing their Sunday golds on a Saturday. Tradition. An off-speed pitch, and Siebert is in a nice little groove today. This two-lane team walks a lot. 155 of them, which is near the top 50 in the country. But their batting average is only 237. So it's it's either they're walking or they're walking back to the dugout. In that case, striking out for the sixth time today. 1-0. Lines that ball over the shifted second baseman. They're going to send Bozer around. They just tested the arm of Abery. He's not even going to try and throw it home. That is an RBI single for Drew Brutcher. Great to see. And the lead doubles. It's 2 to nothing. Jack Siebert was outstanding. The Bulls had a solo run in the bottom of the fifth on three straight singles. Snow and Betancourt again, followed by Sankovic and then Bobby Bozer. I thought it should have been ruled a single. He hit a ball deep short that they tried to make the force at second on. Either way, he was getting an RBI there. I don't think they would have thrown him out at first, but that chased their starter, Ricky Castro, and it was 3-0. Two-lane pop for a home run in the top of the six off of Siebert, but speaking of popping home runs. Ooh, Snow gets underneath that one, going deep to left field. It's got a chance, slowing down at the track because it's gone! Eric Snow! Three-hit day! A big fifth home run of the season, and it's five to one. The snowman on a warm day comes through. Just unloaded on that pitch. It was an over-the-middle fastball, and Snow did not miss it. He's good. Yep, he sure is, and the Bulls had the lead up to Comfortable range. It got a little bit uncomfortable after Siebert departed. Gave the Bulls seven outstanding innings. Could have gone out for an eighth as he'd only thrown 80 pitches. Striking out seven, two walks, four hits, and one run. Rightfully goes to two and one on the season. As I said, it got a little bit scary in the eighth as they bring out the freshman Chandler Dorsey. And you know he's got the fastball and so did Tulane on back-to-back pitches. Roped singles. So 1-0 and to the next batter. And no messing around. Billy Mole brings in his closer. And this is how you get it done. Eighth inning, and then we'll just swing it into the ninth. With runners on the corners, and nobody out. And it's 5-1 to one in the eighth inning. That ball could be two. Snow gets a pretty convenient hop over to second for one. Throw across, and get him! Run will score, but yeah, you will take that. 6-4-3. Snow points to Joaquin Moncay because that ball bounced in. And can a reliever supply anything better in the form of relief than what Riley Skeen just did? One and two, Skeen gets a swing and a miss, and another one, an off-speed pitch. And that was spectacular relief pitching by Riley Skeen. He is the Bulls' closer, and I guess 
He can also come in in the eighth inning and put out some fires. He just did. Sure, Tulane gets one back, but my goodness, Skeen does the thing there. Crowd wants his final out. We all do. Oh, called strike three. Skeen drops in a dime of a curveball to end it. Pretty big strikeout on three and two because the on-deck hitter was a power bat and would have represented the tying run, but Skeen gets his fifth save. Bulls 5-3 win. Three more hits for Snow and Betancourt. Both freshmen, no hits from the top two in the order, but those younger guys picking things up there. And after the week is tallied up, the Bulls are 14-19, and 19, but 4-2 and two in the conference, and Snow leads the team as far as full-time regulars with a three thirty-nine batting average. That is now 11 better than John Montez's batting average. And though his average doesn't count officially yet, he is a full-time regular and has been for a month now. Rafael Betancourt, also freshman, hitting 354. Bulls are back at it tomorrow night, hosting Bethune-Cookman. Well, it looked like the softball team was going to win the series for sure because they won the first two games, but we're going to have to settle for two out of three, and we'll explain why what happened was a lot better with highlights. We'll also tell you about tennis and track and field as Bulls beat continues.